Well, praise the Lord, everybody. I am Evangelist Janice Nelson, and I want to welcome you to season two of Broken Vessels, Mended and Whole, a weekly women's Bible study podcast. Today is Sabbath Sunday, June 26, the year of our Lord, 2022. In this Bible study podcast, we address various issues that break the spirit of women and then seek to promote women's spiritual wholeness and well-being with lessons learned from the Word of God. Ladies, is it absolutely true that we will be protected from all harm if God is with us? When we consider the pilgrims, their courage and faith, and remember the hardships they endured, hunger, disease, privation, and death, we understand that they persevered because they worshiped God on his terms and because they were deeply and covenantally committed to one another. Most Christians respect the pilgrims, even revere them, but few Christians know what they actually believed something about liberty and conscience, trusting God and being thankful. That about covers it. When we come back, we are going to talk about the faith of the pilgrims. Stay tuned. Welcome back to Broken Vessels, Mended and Whole. Today we are talking about the faith of the pilgrims. Our scripture reading is taken from Psalms 121 verses 1 through 8. And I will be reading from the New International Version of the Bible if you want to follow along with the scripture reading. Now, beginning in Psalms chapter 121 at verse 1, the word of God says, I lift up mine eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going, both now and forever. Amen. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and to the hearing of his word. Amen. Ladies, I once took a Bible study class led by an elder who warned the class that with everything going on in the world, we should never leave our home without praying God's protection over ourselves and our family. He said to do so is arrogant. Verses 3, 7, and 8 of this psalm 
21 reminds me of my elder's admonishment. Verse three says, he will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Verse seven says, the Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. And then verse eight says, the Lord will watch over your coming and going both now and forever. Psalm 121 is a psalm for family as they come and go. It is a good travel psalm. It is also a good psalm for Christians to turn to for comfort when they find themselves facing dangerous circumstances. And it is a discipleship psalm for pilgrims. Psalm 121 is also the second of the pilgrim psalms. Now, the pilgrim psalms, in case you don't know, are Psalms 120 through 134. These are the songs of ascents that devout Christians must have sung as they made their way to the highlands of Judah, where Jerusalem was located for the annual feast. If we consider that there were no real roads in ancient times, only well-trodden paths across valleys, along rivers, and over mountain passes, we can easily imagine how Psalm 121 might have been sung by hopeful but weary pilgrims who would have been traveling for days on sore feet with achy muscles. Jerusalem, the end of the pilgrim pilgrimage, would have seemed a distant destination. But as the hills of Judah appear in the distance, the weary pilgrim breaks into song, singing verses one and two, which says, I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. In this Psalm 121 is a marvelous spirit of tranquil trust in God that this Psalm breathes from beginning to end. It is trust that makes Psalm 121 a discipleship song for pilgrims of all times and all countries. So let's unpack Psalm 121. Psalm 120, the first of these pilgrim or discipleship songs, starts out from Meshach and Kedar two symbols of the unbelieving world. In our Psalm 121 text, we find the pilgrims turning their eyes towards heaven and expressing trust in God. Protection by God under the watchful eye of God is the dominant idea in this Psalm. In the Hebrew text, the word shamar S-H-A-M-A-R, is used six times. It translates to what our version variously translates as watch over, 
preserves, and keeps. And in our English text is found two times in the second stanza, verses three through four, once in the third stanza, verse five, and three times in the fourth stanza, once as keep and twice as watch over in verses seven and eight. Now, who are the I and my in verses one and two versus the you and your in verses three through eight? To answer this question, it is probably best to consider this psalm as an internal dialogue of the psalmist with himself. The original King James translation of verse one reads, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from which cometh my help. This suggests that the psalmist was looking to the mountains for his help, and that is an incorrect thought. The first stanza can mean either one of two things. First, it could mean for a pilgrim approaching Jerusalem, the mountains around the city suggested Jerusalem itself, and Jerusalem was God's city, the place God had chosen for his earthly dwelling. Therefore, to look to the hills really meant looking to God as one's true help. This is what the King James translation intended by his translation. Or the second it could mean, this stanza could be a rejection of the hills of God himself. The mountains with their high places have been centers for Canaanite religion. Their gods were identified with the mountains and they were worshiped there with cultic prostitution. These high places are mentioned 78 times in the Old Testament, where we are told that the Jews did not destroy them when they occupied Canaan and that they often worship there themselves. If this is what the psalmist is thinking of, what he is telling us is that his gaze did not stop when he looked upward to the hills, but that he looked beyond the hills to God who made the mountains. In either case, the God that the psalmist worship and to whom he looks to for help is the maker of heaven and earth. Verse two says, my help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. To worship the gods, lowercase g, of the mountains or any other gods or even the mountains themselves is idolatry. And it is as useless as it is wicked. What we as believers need is not the gods of nature, but rather nature's God, the creator. Concerning verse two, Derek Kinder said, the thought of this verse leaps beyond the idea of the hills to the universe, beyond the universe to its maker. Here is living help, primary, personal, wise, immeasurable. The first stanza asks, where the devout pilgrim's help comes from? And answered that it comes from the God 
who made heaven and earth. The next stanza explores the various ways that the creator God helps his real disciples. Verses four through eight reads, indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going both now and forever. These stanzas two and three uses images to suggest that God is like a watchman who does not sleep or like shade from the harmful effects of the sun or the moon. That is because our God is a vigilant watchman and we should sleep peacefully when God who never slumbers nor sleeps is guarding us. In verses five through six, the psalmist speaks of the shade at your right hand. In the Near East, there is a genuine danger of persons having a sunstroke due to the heat. But there is no reason to think of the moon as threatening, despite the fact that the word lunatic from the Latin word luna, for moon reflects the ancient belief that exposure to the moon's rays can disorder the mind. What the psalmist really means in figurative language, language is that nothing either of the day or night can harm us if God is keeping guard because God is our covering against every calamity. He is our shade against the visible perils of the day, as well as the hidden perils of the night. The last stanza abandons imagery and says directly that God is your protector at all times in all circumstances. Verses seven through eight says, the Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going both now and forever. It sums up the preceding verses in a series of anticipating statements. First, God will keep you from all harm. Second, God will watch over your life. Third, God will watch over your comings and goings. And fourth, God will do all of this both now and forever. These verses are a reminder to the New Testament believer of the closing, the end of Romans 8, or the doxology that ends the book of Jude. To the Romans, the apostle Paul wrote in Romans chapter 8, verses 35 through 39, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for thy sake, we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded 
that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor death nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Jude wrote in chapter 1, verses 24 through 25, Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy, to the only wise God our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Amen. Ladies, it is absolutely true that we will be protected from all harm if God is with us. Will we never have troubles? Sometimes Christians are accused of being unrealistic. And this accusation is probably accurate in most instances, but the Bible is not unrealistic and neither is Psalm 121, nor Romans, nor Jude. When Psalms 121 says, my help comes from the Lord, it is acknowledging that we are going to need help on our peregrim journey. When we speak, uh, when it speaks of the Lord watching over us day and night, it implies that we need watching over. In a similar manner, when Jude writes that God is able to keep us from falling, he is admitting that there is much that would cause us to fall and even that we sometimes do fall, but that God can and does bring us through to his glorious presence in heaven in spite of anything and everything that comes against us. When the Apostle Paul says that nothing will be able to separate him from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. He is not closing his eyes or shutting his ears to the hostile and destructive forces that surround Christians. On the contrary, he is opening his arms to these forces and inviting them to come forward, saying they will never succeed and separating us from Jesus Christ. Some might say, well, that is all right for Paul to say because he was an apostle and enjoyed special privileges, but I am only a normal Christian. So how can this apply to me? Well, it is true that Paul was an apostle, but his discipleship meant that he had to endure greater, not lesser, hardships than you and I. In 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 23 through 29, Paul says, I am more and labors more abundant and stripes above measure and prisons more frequent and deaths often. Of the Jews, five times received I 40 stripes, save one. Thrice was I beaten with rods. Once was I stoned. Thrice I suffered shipwreck. A night and a day I have been in the deep. 
and journeyings often in perils of water and perils of robbers and perils of mine own countrymen and perils by the heathen and perils in the city and perils in the wilderness and perils in the sea and perils among false brethren in weariness and painfulness, in watchings often, in hunger and thirst, in fastings often, in cold and nakedness, beyond those things that are without, that which cometh upon me daily, the care of all the churches. Who is weak? And I am not weak. Who is often? And I burned not or who is offended, and I burn not. You see, as a minister of Jesus Christ, Paul worked harder than any of the other apostles for Jesus' sake. Every danger Paul wrote about in Romans 8 is in these verses as something Paul had experienced himself or was in danger of experiencing. And eventually he was put to death for his convictions. Paul was not writing from an ivory tower or speaking off the wall, as we might say. He experienced great difficulties and challenges, yet None of these things separated him from the love of Jesus Christ. And today, the Apostle Paul is in the presence of Jesus in heaven and will be forever. Ladies, the point of Psalm 121 is not that we will not have problems, but that God will keep us safe as we go through them. Eugene H. Peterson, in his book of the Songs of Ascents, deals with the reality of the pilgrims or the disciples' ills quite frequently, noting that the promise of the Psalms is not that we will never stumble, but that no injury, no illness, no accident, no distress will have power over us or be able to separate us from God's purposes in us. The mature Christian is neither blind to trouble nor in fear of it because he or she is following after Jesus Christ who said, in the world ye shall have tribulations, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. The pilgrim knows this and believes it. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Broken Vessels, Mended and Whole. If this ministry has been a blessing to you and you want to support it, we have several ways in which you can do that. First, via the Tidely app at Broken Vessels, Mended and Whole. Second, at Givelify, G-I-V-E-L-I-F-Y dot com, you may donate to Broken Vessels hyphen Mended and Whole. Or you may mail whatever gifts of love you feel led to give to Broken Vessels, Mended and Whole. We are a 501c3 nonprofit religious organization located at P.O. Box 34637 in Los Angeles, California, 90034. Please join me next week for another episode of Broken Vessels, Mended and Whole. And don't forget to check in with me on Facebook Live at Evangelist 
Janice, that's J-A-N-I-S, Nelson, today at 12 noon Pacific Daylight Time. In the meantime, take good care and may God continue to bless you. Amen.